Hanging out with losers. Wasting your time with people that mean Correct. nothing to you. Okay. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. That's one of your top, top three, it is. three pieces. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You want to know why you're all fucked up? Just look at the fucking bums you hang around with. What is nothing? Hey, now that's deep. What in the fuck are we doing here? That's deep, bro. That's deep, bro. It's me. It's me, Christina P. Hanging out. Today is Sunday as I record this, the Lord's Day. Ain't nobody coming to my house on a, on a Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not on a Saturday. Yeah, not, 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 not on a Sunday. That's what's up. Hey, guys, I'm so glad you downloaded this episode of That's Deep, Bro. Um, I opened, of course, with a fabulous Dan Pena spitting some real knowledge. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't get, I can't stop with Dan Pena. I, that guy is so funny. Uh, you got actually he has some decent stuff to say. Um, as with anybody, right? You don't you don't buy into all of the theory. Just some of it makes a little bit of sense. Oh, let's listen to Hare Krishna in the background. Here we go. Cool. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Okay, so dates, guys. I'm going to be touring stand-up comedy. <laughs> One of my stand-up my routines. September 27th, Seattle, Washington at the Tacoma Comedy Club. September 28th, Portland, Oregon at Helium Comedy Club. I'm excited to do Helium. I've never done that before. Everybody uh, loves it. I can't wait. October 4th, Dallas, Tejas at Hyenas Comedy Club. And then October 5th, in Houston, Tejas, at The Secret Group. October 23rd, Indianapolis, Morty's Comedy Club. October 24th, Cincinnati, Ohio, Go Bananas. Go Bananas! And then December 9th, 9th and 10th, Washington, I'm sorry, Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. The Improv, one of my favorite clubs in the GD country, man. You're supposed to listen to the Hare Krishna in the background, at work because sometimes they have like eight hour versions you're supposed to have it on the background Krishna Hare Krishna 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 it's good it's good energy it provides um, prosperity energy isn't that nice alright good here we go uh Let's get into it today. You know, I'm going to go through some emails, I think, and, um, you know, and I'm also going to spit some knowledge um, I'm, of things I've learned in my 40 years of life about love. Um, I think that's the one area I've, I've done okay with in life. I've, I've, I'm lucky. I'm lucky in that I found a good partner, and I, I don't know everything, but I'll tell you what. My, my mother was a, a beautiful, um, beautiful and troubled, obviously, woman, but but she was European, and I learned the European ways of love. I, I watched my mother. She was just a gorgeous blonde, 
blonde hair, blue eyed, big titted, Eastern Bloc. I mean, you think this uh, Ivanka Trump is something. This was my mother too, the same kind of beauty. And she knew how to get dudes. And the one thing my mother taught me was about, uh, well, really about, about attracting men, I would say. And uh, anyway, I'm going to share with you some of, of her secrets that kind of, that really do work, oddly enough. My mom was, my mother was a crazy person, but she really knew about, about dudes, where the dudes are at. So before that, though, let's get into the music. It is Sunday, and God help me, Tamar Braxton posted this video on her on her uh, Instagram, which I am addicted to Instagram. I, I, you know what? I gave in and I've been doing selfies. <laughs> I'm, I'm forcing, I am fucking forcing my Gen X herself to become more of a millennial and I'm doing it and I'm, it's opened me up guys. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm being too resistant of today's technology. I'm being whatever I'm giving, I mean, it's an experiment right now. And, um, it feels okay. It felt gross at first. I felt weird and gross, but it, it's okay. I'm tiptoeing. I'm ti- I'm dipping my little toes into what this feels like. We'll see. I don't know. I might stick with it. I might not. I like to try things in life. I'm a. I'm. I like to explore why things bother me because um you know there's no reason to just be old and and lame about technology, right? I mean the kids are doing it for a reason. God, who am I? Okay, here we go. Now this is. This is Tamar Braxton. She posted this on Instagram and it's been in my head for a week. Here we go. business off of Facebook. That's good advice, right? <laughs> Man, I, I believe that from the beginning. I don't know why the fuck people put their personal shit on Facebook. Like, I, you know, and I'm to the point where I don't even post my baby's pictures online. I mean, that's just my choice. Just because there's, you know, I, who knows? Who knows who's out there looking at your kid? I just, I don't personally dig it, but it's different if, you know, it's just between you and your family. 
But I, I don't. I never understood why people were like. I mean, I remember there was this one girl on Facebook. I was I'm high school friends with, and she would post things like, "Grandmother sores are healing nicely. They stopped weeping, and now um, the bandages look clean. Very excited." Like, do anybody wants to hear about your grandmother's weeping, uh, pussing sores, or like? Uh, you know, just too, too personal. Or like um, one person I knew like threatened to kill themselves on Facebook. Like, dude, don't do that. Just, you know what I'm saying? No. You better get your life. Just kill yourself in private. Don't don't make us have to fucking deal with it, you know? Come on now. Come on. Anyway, that's that's my thoughts on Facebook. Uh, so yeah, good week. A fucking scary week if you've been watching the Republican National Convention and the Democratic National Convention. I, I mean, what is happening? <laughs> you better get your entire life. I mean, I, I've never seen um I've never seen a presidential race like this. This is it's absurd. It's like I don't even know how people address Donald Trump rationally, like he's a sane candidate worth um commenting on it's so funny like well mr trump uh, told putin to hack into hillary's emails like what 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 is happening and nobody likes hillary clinton nobody trusts her it's a mess it is a mess but i will say um and i will say look guys it's a fucking shit mess we know that okay there's no perfect candidate is hillary all bad? No. Is she some bad? Yes. Is Trump bad? Yeah, I think so. If you're if you're not a white guy, he's not going to protect your interests. Uh, so I advise you, if you're listening to me, and I don't know, we might share values. I don't know. Uh, I know that Donald Trump doesn't care about women, minorities, actually now considered the majorities in some states. Um I don't know why anybody's voting. The guy doesn't have any positive anything plans or he's just a a weird beard, megalomaniac, uh, reality show personality. And I know. Okay, listen, the only reason I talk about this is because I hear a lot of hopelessness. I hear people saying things like, it doesn't matter who's president. It doesn't matter if I vote. The system is rigged, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Listen, of course it matters who's president. Of course it matters. Look what happened when the second Bush was in office. That mattered, okay? It all matters. And, and don't be so cynical, please, God. If, we, if we're this cynical to not even vote, please. I mean, you better get your entire life. So listen, here's my plea to you. If you're one of these people who, who like Bernie, um, I like Bernie. He's pretty cool. If you're one of these people that is like, I'm going to do, I'm going to vote for Janet Fartface, who's libertarian. I'm going to vote for the Green Party. Please don't. Please don't. Only because I, I'm advocating that we keep Donald Trump out of office, period. Just vote for fucking Hillary. There's two evils on the plate. Just take one that's just the lesser of the two for now. There's not, what do you think? Nothing else is going to happen. Okay? It's going to be one of these two people. Let's try to mitigate the damage and then maybe, you know, try better next time. I don't know. But please, for the love of God, just get Hillary in so we can go on with the status quo. <laughs> I think that's all that's going to happen. And, and is, it, is the status quo so bad? Is this country so bad? 
I don't think so. Okay, that's my my political rant. And, it, and the world is not as dangerous as Donald Trump wants you to think, by the way. By the way. Okay. As a single woman, I traveled across America for several years, and I performed in shitholes. I've performed for drunk lunatics. I've been to Afghanistan. I've been to the uh, United Arab Emirates twice, Africa and war zones in Somalia. Uh. I've been to Ethiopia. I have been to Saudi Arabia, Abu Dhabi, Dubai, places where there are Muslims. <laughs> and I have to say, I've never felt, uh, I don't know, I don't think the world is as scary as he's painting it. I think that the world's always been fucked up. We've always had terrorism. Uh, even back when Reagan, everyone loved Reagan, was in, in office, we had terrorism. We had the same shit. It's just, you know, it's being amplified. Yeah. I don't know. Just fucking vote for Hillary, for God's sake. Thank you. The end. Now, what else do I have for you? I had some notes for you. What Why do I write it down and then I forget it? Okay, let's just get started. I had a very busy week, guys. I'm in the process of uh, of freezing some eggs because I'm 40 years old and I thought, you know, I don't know, maybe there's going to be a little jeans number two, but I don't want to feel hurried and it gets harder as you, as you get older. And uh, the only reason I tell you is because I've, in past episodes, uh, some, some women in their thirties have emailed me saying, I'm worried I'm getting old. And I've said things like, well, TikTok, uh, I no longer feel, I feel like I should say to you, yes, TikTok, but also there are options. Go and freeze your eggs now you can do it and uh, you don't have to have the pressure of of pumping out a kid before you turn 40 if you put them on ice and then you can thaw those puppies out later and um there you go bob is your uncle so i've been giving myself millions of injections into my belly fat which is fun and it's so it's so surreal it's such a bizarro i mean of all the things i've done in my life i've done some crazy stuff and this is just another one, injecting yourself full of hormones to have your eggs harvested. <laughs> so fucking weird. So fucking weird. Um, okay, let's get into it. I love your emails. I, I, uh, I want to start off, first of all, I want to address something. My, um, you know, it was the anniversary of my mother's death. She died on July 22nd, 2015. For those of you who don't know my story, my mother was mentally ill. She had borderline personality disorder and uh, schizophrenia at the end of her life. And, you know, a lot of borderlines can be treated. It's not, it's not a, a sentence to being an agoraphobic, um, paranoid, paranoid shut-in like my mother was. Um, you can get treated. You can, you can mitigate that, that, uh, that damage. You can, uh, I don't want to say that. That's, that's rude. I mean, you can be treated and you can have a life. But my mother chose not to be treated and it got worse and worse and she became schizophrenic and oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what the story. And so a year ago, I I had to deal with her death as I was five months pregnant, which was crazy. And I I just pulled her ashes out of the garage about a month ago because <laughs> I had her in an urn. And and they it's so weird that they, when you cremate somebody, they're like, do you want these ashes? I'm like, no, not really. Like, I kind of don't, but I can't really say that to a stranger. <laughs> Plus, you're all weird because someone just died. You're all sad and fucked up. It's not like you, you have the sense to be like, where am I going to put 
an urn of somebody's remains. And they don't call them ashes. They call them, quote, cremated remains. So it's even like this weird wordplay. So you don't actually have to think about the fact that you have your dead mom in a box in your house. Anyways, the point I'm saying, uh, the reason I'm saying this is because I have a friend who was over at my house and she has issues with her mother. Uh, Her mother abandoned her when she was only 16 years old. And so she was left to raise her brothers and sisters. And um, so, you know, of course, mom is now a grandmother because my friend had a son and mom wants to be kind of involved in the son, the grandson's life. And it's a tricky situation, right? Because on the one hand you go, well, my mom's kind of a, a shit heel for abandoning me as a teenager and is, is not a very good person. Yet I feel this weird pull and this weird sense of guilt about, you know, should my son have a grandmother and should my grandmother know my son? Um, and also, will I one day regret not reconciling with this evil woman because she's going to die one day? And will I feel bad for not having a relationship with this bad person. Okay. <laughs> Let me start by saying, um, oh, and then my friend went on to say, you know, your mother, when your mother passed, you felt badly that you didn't reconcile with her and that affected you. And I said, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not what happened. <laughs> so my mother and I hadn't spoken in eight years before she passed. The reason being she slowly became more and more um, mentally ill. And I would, I tried to reconcile with her. I went over there many times to her apartment and she threw me out. The last time I saw her, she threw me, <laughs> she threw me out and called me a bad daughter and, and, and this and that and resorted to only writing me. It started off with emails. At first she would only email me and then she would only send me letters in the mail And then those stopped because she was convinced that people were reading both the letters in the mail and the emails. Oh, and the phone calls. I wasn't allowed to to use the telephone with her for about eight years because she heard voices that told her that, you know, bad things were happening. And um, (laughs) so it, it slowly dwindled down. Now, do I regret not reconciling with my... She wasn't evil. She was just not well. Uh, but let's, let's say my mother was evil on top of it. She was a bat. She wasn't fun, my mom, but there was a reason. Um, uh, um, what I feel bad that I didn't reconcile with an evil mom. The answer is no. And here's why. How do I say this? Mm, There's no reconciling with someone who abandoned you who is mentally ill, who might be a drug addict, who might be beyond repair, okay? And I'm not talking about people. Maybe maybe there is someone out there who genuinely um, came to you and apologized. Like I'm saying if this girl's, if my friend's mother came to her and said, you know what, I messed up. I was a bad person. I should not have abandoned you. I'm so sorry. I'm going to totally change how I do everything ever and I had a lobotomy, and I'm a good person now. I want to be in your son's life. That's a different story. But uh, nine times out of ten, that ain't going to happen. You got a shit heel family member, and likely they're going to stay shit birds. My advice is uh, to cut the tie and not even, 
not even try to. There, there is no reconciling. With my mother, there was no such thing as, um, as coming back into the fold and, and you know, she and I would have this idyllic relationship. It's not, it wasn't possible because she was, she was very, very far gone. Very far gone. So I, on, on this note, I'm going to read an email someone wrote in. She, uh, this person writes, I had to write in after the gal was talking about her shit heel of a mother. I also have a similar situation, which has to be for a stranger. I live in my hometown, a podunk, somewhat country place in rural Montana. Rural, rural Montana. I love Montana. What a beautiful state. My God, I'd love to have a ranch there. But yes, it's a little, um, it can be a little uh, cowboy. He writes, <coughs> excuse me, I also have my dad's father who lives in the same town. I am almost 27. My uncle's funeral was the first time I've been in a room with him, meaning, I guess, his dad's father or his dad. We kept up the weirdness and didn't speak. I just want your opinion of how fucked this is. Similar to the email I am referencing, the mother took credit for things she had no part in. The dickhead does the same shit. My older brother, who's in his last year of med school, took credit for his grandson. Also, my dad hasn't uttered a word to his old man since he was 11 when his mom died. Needless to say, this is trashy. Just curious, what action should I take? Just leave him alone or actually try to get through to this ass hammer. That's my point. Trying to get through to ass hammers, to people who don't treat you the way they should, trying to get through to somebody who is ungett throughable. It, it, is, it is an effort in massive stupidity and in massive heartache. And, uh, you know, there were years I tried to get through to my mom and make it right and have a normal relationship with her. And the more you do it, the more you go, what am I doing? This is never going to work. And it's never going to work, boo-boo. So there is no action. The action you should take is to turn around and walk away. <laughs> get your life. Find a lady or a man or whatever it is, love another person, start your own family, and focus all your love and energy on you, on your life, on getting well, because you're the one that's dealing with the the bad feelings about this. They're yours. I guarantee your dad, uh, your uncle, whoever, I'm not sure if this is your father or your uncle, I'm pretty sure it's your father you're referring to. He's an ass hammer, boo-boo, and, and you're not. So learn to separate you from him. He's a piece of shit. You're not. Fix yourself. <clears throat> Get well. That's what I recommend. And, and don't look back. And don't torture your spouse with um, the drama. Because you're going to go through many years of drama um, with, this, with your dad. And just don't. Just, it, the, my, 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 my advice is don't even do it. Not even fucking worth it. There you go. Okay. Now, this is my favorite. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. It's so disgusting to clear your throat, but I just... I'm drinking coffee. Okay, here we go. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So this is the email that got me really thinking. It got my little wheels turning. Um, here we go. I was wondering if I get your opinion on a subject that has been weighing heavily on my life lately. I'm 25 and close to a year ago, I got out of a pretty bad abusive relationship with a guy who was much older than me. 
After that, I was left emotionally raw with a huge lack of self-esteem, which was a whole new feeling for me. I've always found that I connect better with older men, and maybe that's where I'm going wrong. But I've never really looked to men for reassurance or as a source of self-value. I know I'm good shit. I'm funny, witty, and can bullshit with the best of them. I've never been the girl guys swoon over. I've never really had one of those relationships where I've had someone cook me breakfast in bed and all that cute shit. And because of that, I've always cooked myself breakfast in bed and brought myself flowers. Very nice. Because bitches get shit done. That's what's up. After my train wreck of a relationship was over, I fell into an emotional and physical relationship with a guy that I work with. Oh, boy. This was a game changer. He said all the right things and did all the right things. And him and I both agreed that this chemistry was absolutely undeniable. I've never had anyone say the things he has or even look at me the way he does. After a year of being told I wasn't worth shit and didn't deserve any better, this all seemed too good to be true, which it was. He got engaged a couple months after we met and now is married. Oh boy, I'm never going to be a homewrecker or the other woman. So things have ended. Good for you. Leaving me again feeling like a fool. I guess my question is, do you think there is a reason people attract shit situations? Especially when it comes to the love department. I'm a successful, fun, somewhat attractive woman. I have great friends and family. I don't eat my own hair or collect dolls. Hilarious. I'm a pretty chill, outgoing person. Is finding happiness this hard for everyone? Or am I really just a twat? (laughs) What if I was like, you're just a twat at the end? (laughs) You're not a twat. (laughs) Well, lady, you're a twat. Okay, there's a lot going on here, I think, from what I read. And it's funny because, okay, uh, there's a lot going on. You're 25, you dated an older guy, and I'm not saying that everyone who dates an older guy is going to be used and abused. I am saying sometimes age differences do lend themselves to um, in unfair, unbalanced situations. Okay. Um, There's really no reason, for instance, let's just say, for instance, a random, for instance, that has nothing to do with my personal life, but let's just say, for instance, you have a 70-year-old man uh, going to third world countries to date 25 or maybe 20 year old women. Now that's an age disparity that is really unfair uh, because a 20 year old and a seven year old have very little in common except a need for handbags and cash on one person's end and the ability for that other person to provide said handbags and cash. Now, Uh, there are some age differences that are no big whoop, 10 years, maybe no big whoop 20 year olds. I don't think have businesses dating 40 or 50 year olds because you are a baby. No offense to anybody listening. I mean that in a protective maternal sense in your twenties, you're a mess. And I'm and, and in the best possible way. You're just figuring life out. Although some of you have written in, you've gotten married early and that makes you grow up exponentially quicker. For those of us in our 20s who were not married, did not have lives that demanded responsibility, um, you're just, you're, it's an extension of adolescence. Your brain isn't even really formed. So uh, it's not really fair for a 40-year-old or 50-year-old dude to be banging a 20-year-old because the interests are so divergent. I mean, 
who the fuck, what do you have in common um, with essentially a teenager when you're 50 or it's just, you have nothing in common. Your lifetime's apart, your generation's apart. You know, have you ever dated a foreigner? I, I you know, um, I've dated like Europeans or whatever. And, and even little things to me personally, like, hey, do you remember that TV show growing up, Webster, a little, you know, midget? kid who was adopted by this family and then da, 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 and the person goes no I don't know what you're talking about little shit like that to me means a lot and that's just very tiny <laughs> anyway it's not fair if one person has a ton a ton of money and the other person may not or education or whatever 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 can it work yes are there exceptions yes this is just what I've learned in my life <coughs> okay you're used and abused by an older dude writer uh, writing in, and I, I get that. And then you dated a guy, a guy you worked with, who told you everything you wanted to hear, and banged you, and then married somebody else. I've heard this story a few times myself. It's so funny. I never trust guys that know what to say. <clears throat> so you're asking me, too, if, um, are you damaged goods? Why are you attracting these situations? And um, how do I not do that? Are you attracting shit situations? The answer is yes. The short answer is yes. You're 25 so that you don't have your life yet. And that's why. Okay, so a lot of this is, this is, the, this is what I talk about when, when people write in, what do you mean exploring in your 20s and learning? This is what the shit I'm talking about. When you're 25 and you're like, I'm going to date the older guy and he's going to take me out and buy me a bunch of crap. And, um, and then it's going to be weird and I'm not going to like it and we're going to break up. Or I'm, I dated my coworker and, it, and then we had sex and then it got super weird and then we broke up. Like you have these experiences where you watch other people go through them and then uh, you learn, you get your, your, your knocks and then you grow up and then you don't, hopefully don't make those decisions again. So I've compiled a list to help uh, the women listening. And I think, I mean, I hope it helps dudes too. I can only speak as a straight woman my life experience, what I've uh, observed in 40 years of living and what I watched my mother do. My mother had something to do with this list. Uh, Like I said, she was a beautiful European woman with big tits and uh, blue eyes. And my mother had the wonderful gift of being able to attract a man. And some of these is European things. And I'm going to tell you the secrets. Okay, I put together a list of 10 things, 10 things to do to stop dating losers and find a keeper. Okay. Are you ready? This is so funny. I would never do this, but I really, I love this topic because I've told my girlfriends this kind of crap over the years. And this, this I did learn from Edith. So Edith being my mom. Um, Okay. This is very unpopular. Number one, you're not going to like this, um, but stop being a slut. And I'm not saying email her that you are a slut. I'm speaking to the collective. Stop being a slut, okay? I, look, I know that culture, this, this era of, of life tells you that it's no big deal to bang 80, 100 people by the time you're 23, that your body is a cum dumpster and it's somehow feminist to let any stranger drop a load inside of you. 
Um, personally, and I look, man, I grew up in the 90s. I grew up in, a, in an era where people were totally doing this. And I just, I never, I just never understood the logic of like, hey, I don't know you. You want to come home and just ejaculate inside of me? Like, what? What are you talking about? I put my mouth on your penis. I don't even fucking know your name. And I'm not, I'm not sure like what, what makes that okay. Only because and I'm not speaking from like a religious angle or a, this is not a moral thing. This is just a self-esteem thing. You know, don't you fucking respect your body to not treat it like a dumpster for dudes to jizz on? Especially the young girls. Listen, you're beautiful. You're gorgeous. The guys want to put it in you. That's the time in your life that everybody wants to put it in you. And you're so hot. You've no idea how gorgeous you are, my little 20 somethings. You're perfect. You're you're beautiful. And that's their job is to try to hump you. And that's why it's so sticky being a 20 something year old girl because it's really easy to blur the lines between love and sex. Because a lot of times these dudes will tell you what they know you want to hear so that they can ejaculate inside of you. That's the whole thing. So to protect yourself until you get through the 20s, all I am asking is to be selective of who you allow inside of your body, in your mouth, in your anus, wherever, dudes. Just fucking know the dude. I'm not saying, you know, I was not a Puritan by any stretch. Just know the person a little. Uh, Just know them, okay? And I know it's cool to be on Tinder or whatever the fucking swipe left and let some douchebag come over and violate you a hundred ways. I just don't get it. Buy a vibrator, but keep your dignity. And another thing, have you ever dated someone that's told you that they've slept with 80 people? I have. And let's be honest, okay? I'm all about women's lib. I'm all about equality. And it was a dude who told me, hey man, I've slept with 75 people. We were 20 years old. I almost vomited on the table only because it's like, well, don't you respect yourself, bro? Like you don't, you don't even respect you. Why the fuck should I respect you? You don't care about your sexuality. Respect your sexuality is all I'm saying. Just be selective because it's attractive. And I hate to say this, but it's the fucking truth. And no one's going to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you right now. Good guys, the, the, the dudes you want to marry, the dudes you want in your life kind of care about numbers. Okay. It's a dirty little secret of the world. Men do care how many dudes have been inside of you. It is a primal thing. They want to know that their woman isn't soiled by every dude in the village. It's uh, it is a primal thing. Now, my mother told me this one thing. I don't advocate it, but I get it, which is do what you want to do and lie about it. <laughs> so either do what you're going to do and don't tell somebody. I don't know. No, I don't know. Little lies, okay, but uh, the truth is nobody wants to know that you've been uh, around the block. And if you have already, there's guys out there that are so sweet. I've, I've met many a guy, too, that will be like, yeah, you've had sex with like 150 dudes, but I still like you. But those guys are few and far between. I'm just saying. It's the fucking truth. Sorry. All right, number two, <clears throat> there's a wonderful saying that is, boys have hobbies and girls have boyfriends. Have you heard that one before? Because it's kind of true, especially when girls are younger. I don't know why it is, but we girls obsess about boys 
and spend a lot of free mental space thinking about the opposite sex, which is totally natural. It's totally normal. But developing interests outside of dating and sex and your appearance and all that stuff is really appealing. Do anything. Do anything else to get your mind off of attracting somebody and the chances are you will attract somebody. Like, I don't know, fucking surf, join a choir, sailing, golf, tennis, painting. And the best part is about doing cool stuff like that. If you surf, guess what? There's a lot of guys, a lot of guys there you can meet who surf. Um, you'll probably meet quality people doing these things. You don't meet quality people in bars. Anyway, it, it's so fucking unattractive to me. It always has been when girls are when you you talk to a girl and you're like, "What do you what are you into?" And they're like, "I don't know. I just whatever." Like you have no fucking interests. It just kills my it just kills me that people don't have interests outside of their boyfriends. So yes, hobbies are attractive, believe it or not. People are really attracted. Men are really attracted to women that have something happening for them. Happening for them. I know my husband loved it that I uh, was always doing something. When I was taking surfing lessons when we first started dating, I know that he liked that, that I did stuff outside of him. It's important, even when you're in a relationship, have something to do outside of that person, for God's sakes, a hobby. Hobbies are great. You know, and I, and I know that like uh, a lot of people don't want to do something because it, it doesn't profit them. <laughs> like, why should I serve? It's not going to make me a million dollars. Yeah, that's the point. It's just to do something fun that you enjoy doing. Um, I'm painting. I'm taking painting. I just thought you should know that. Anyway, uh, number three. I like this one a lot. This one totally works getting dudes, by the way. Be aloof and mysterious like Jackie Onassis. Aloof and mysterious like Jackie Onassis. What does that mean? Okay. It means, now this is all dating stuff, by the way. This is just getting like, someone in the door. This, what this woman's question was, is am I attracting the wrong? And yes, you are. It's because the wrong guys smell you like a, you know, hyenas when they circle the prey and they can smell the animal that has a broken appendage or is, is newly cut and is bleeding. They can smell the blood. That's why the hyenas are circling you, boo-boo, because there's, there's chinks in the armor, okay? You do these things, I'm telling you, they're, they're, they can't even... The assholes will always talk to you, but because your armor is so strong with these 10 steps, you will deflect the douchebag, like, so fast. I mean, listen, douchebags always talk to me. They never got in because I had this, this frame of mind with stuff, okay? So here we go. Aloof and mysterious like Jackie Onassis. What does that mean? That means don't overthink or obsess about boys. And I know that's hard, especially in this era of social media when you can stalk people and look on their Instagram and see if they're liking stuff. And I I mean, I don't know. I, I dated in an era without that shit, but I can only imagine the temptation to cyber stalk and Google and be obsessive. Don't do it, guys. You know, this is the European shit that I'm talking about. This is what my mother was fantastic at. And European women know this. Uh, You almost have to ignore the boy or ignore the situation to get a handle on it. And I'm not saying playing games. That's not the same thing. I'm just saying aloof 
and mysterious. Take it easy. Be light. Be playful. It's not so fucking serious, you know. I remember when I was dating and um, I heard stories of men going on first dates with women and the women are like, so where is this going? Are you, are you into getting married? Blah, blah. No, that's not the time. You know, at the beginning, you're just courting. You're just having fun. You know, this is still another person in front of you. Think of them as a friend. Why? It doesn't have to be heavy. It doesn't have to be so heavy. Um, and in playfulness, you can really find out stuff about people. Believe me. Okay. Which, okay, number four, be selfish. Oh, this is number, this should be number one, but be selfish. What I mean by this is when you're dating people, when you're in a new relationship, or even when you're in an established one, I think it's really important to have time for your own interests, your own friends, to spend time petting your own dog, uh, to be with your cat, to exercise, to take care of your shit, man. Do your hair, get your nails did, wax your meow, get your bras and your panties, um, maintain your, your own self. Um, and, and, you know, cause if you, if you got your life, if you got your, you're centered, you meditated that morning, you, you did your exercise, your, your armor, your, you're a lot more aligned. You know what I mean? So the douchebags, it's harder for them to get in when you, you have a sense of self. Cause what they're looking for are, are like I said, the wounded animals, the wounded birds, the, the ones who are easy to swoop in on. Okay. Uh, be your own energy source. Number five, be your own energy source. By this, I mean, you know, that movie was it Jerry Maguire where the line was, you complete me, you complete me. <laughs> That may have been the dumbest thing for women to see ever. Um, I don't think there's a worst, a worst, a worse piece of propaganda than the your partner should complete you. I think it's I think they should compliment, obviously, but to complete implies that you are not your own energy source. And it's important for you to be your own source of light. Oh, I just got an email. Your own source of light uh, and energy. And by that, I mean, you ever meet somebody who's like an emotional vampire? You know, these people that are just sucking vortexes of need and they meet you and they kind of latch on to you and they see that you have light. So they like suck your energy light. <laughs> they... <laughs> And you're like, why is this person calling me and texting me and crying again about their crazy problems? Well, it's because they're leeching off of your positive energy. So if you tend to your own energy and you're the source of it, it's really easier too to deflect the vampires, the emotional vampires, because <laughs> they'll come. They come. They always do come. And But when you're together and you've got your therapy and you've got your meditation, you've got your exercise, you've got a life that's full of hobbies and friends and cats and dogs and and all these things, it's a lot easier to let these vampires kind of fall away and just bounce off of you. They just bounce off. I met a vampire last night at, uh, I was at the improv doing a show and there's a vampire from my past who, you know, I let get in when, when I was in my 20s. What do you know? And um, it's a friend. I saw her, and and this time it was different because both adults now, and and she tried to download on me and do the vampire thing that she's 
really good at, and I just kind of let it just roll off of me. And that's because I've done uh, the work, excuse me, of, of being my own energy source. And that goes in relationships too. I tell you, nothing is more repellent to men than the girl who um, is so needy the 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 emotional leeching that women do off of men and i've seen it i've seen women ruin relationship after relationship because they're looking as to their boyfriends or their husbands as daddy um and daddy's different than husband or boyfriend and that's a really important distinction and a lot of people ruin their lives and their relationships because they confuse those relationships um yeah i've seen a lot of women do crazy shit man like being too needy. Oh God, it's so unattractive. Isn't that the worst? I remember I had, here's a story. I had a friend who was so distrustful of men because her father was, um, lying to the mother, to their mother and, um, was always abandoning her. Right. Surprise, surprise. So what happened when she finally, she finally got this great boyfriend and he goes, yeah, I'm going to go out and have like a guy's night. I'm going to the bar with my friends. Well, she doesn't trust him. Why? Because she didn't get her life. She didn't get her therapy. She's not the source of her own energy. And she went to the bar to check on him to make sure that he wasn't lying to her about being at the bar with his friends. Now, what do you think that, what do you think that did to the relationship? Do you think that that was rad? Do you think he was like, cool, I'm so glad you uh, didn't trust me and came and checked on me even though I've given you no reason to distrust me, things like that. And yes, it did ruin the relationship. I'm sure amongst many other examples of her not being her own light and, um, and just leeching it, vampiring off of somebody else. So there you go. Number six, I've always believed in this one. I absolutely, I cannot advocate this enough. Again, this is for heterosexual. This is for women mostly listening. I, I cannot advocate enough being friends first with somebody. Okay. And this ties back into number one of stop being a slut because you got to be friends with someone to have a relationship with them. A relationship is friends plus, plus adult responsibility. It can be plus sex and sexuality plus emotion plus intimacy plus life. It's a whole thing. And if you're not treating each other as friends, it's going to suck. And I am telling you this because a lot of women get locked into the relationship with a dude and you want to blame that dude for all your unhappiness. <coughs> it's really easy when you get a kid too. Holy shit. I mean, look, I'm not perfect. Some days I catch myself <laughs> resenting my husband when the problem is really, it's elsewhere. You know, husband is not the enemy. Baby's the enemy. Uh, when it comes to those those triangles, but and I mean friends first in in little things like he's not your dad, okay. Put your daddy issues on the back burner, and God knows I have them, okay. This is how I can speak about this shit. Is <coughs> uh, separate daddy from boyfriend from husband. Um, stay friends first, meaning when it does get heavy, because it will get heavy when you want to rip his head off because you will want to rip his head off when um when things are bad when the chips are down when you're broke as a joke when uh, one of you forgot to pay the light bill and now the lights are off 
when, you know, there's not enough money to fix the car, when, when things go bad and they will go bad, remember that you liked this person at one point, that you were attracted to this person as a person at one point, and that they're still your buddy and they're your friend. And, and to remember that, would you treat a friend as cruelly as I've seen some people treat their spouses? Um, and once you say something bad, you can't take it back. Once you really <clears throat> say something horrible, hurtful, I'm saying, not, not, not uh, conveying information or confessing, or I'm, I'm talking like once you're cruel unnecessarily and you say words, it's very hard to take it back. And I will tell you, man, that with dudes, I think playfulness goes a long way. A a longer way than the, we need to talk, and the fucking sit down, and the emotional meowing that women love to do. I do it too. I'm not saying I'm exempt, but I just think dudes really don't like it. (laughs) That form of communication. It like... That's, that's from big issues. I'm talking the little stuff. If you can keep it light, if you can bust balls. I got around so many arguments just by treating him as a friend first. Like just busting balls a little bit or in a playful way, not in a shitty way, just in fun, keeping it light no matter what. I mean, that's hard to do. I don't, I don't succeed all the time, but... Um, yeah, friends, oh, just be nice to each other. It really goes so far. Can I tell you what goes the furthest? And this is like, this came from my mom too. This is just some old school European, European old shit, okay? If you want to make your life a hundred times better with your husband, with your boyfriend, mostly with husbands, number one, you got to have sex. If you're not fucking, it's over. It's just over. You can't. You must have sex. Sex is the emotional glue of the relationships. The relationship. You got to do it. You got to do it. Number two, it doesn't hurt to cook something every fucking now and then. And I know that sounds super archaic and a little Donna Reedy, but it's kind of true, and it makes you happy too to care for someone. And I'm not saying that my husband doesn't care for me. In, uh, in other ways. He returns the favor a thousandfold. But I'm saying if, it's, if you keep the marriage and the relationship, I think in a spirit of giving back and forth, it's very pleasant. You know what's nice? Cookies, bacon cookies. And I do it on Sunday. I do a Sunday treat in the house. Everybody gets some kind of treat. The dogs get a treat. The husband gets a treat. The baby, everybody gets a treat. Because that's my job. It's my fucking house. I'm the woman of the house and I make it nice because it's my fucking house. I run the show. Everybody knows the woman runs the show. The men think they do, but it's the woman. <laughs> now, that does not go for boyfriends. That does not go for boyfriends because they got to earn that shit. You don't treat the boyfriend. You don't treat the fuck, the, uh, the, the lay, the fuck boy. I don't even know if that's right, but you don't treat the guy that you're just banging like a husband. It's different. Okay, husbands get husband treatment. Husbands get cookies on Sunday. Husbands get sandwiches. Husbands get a a nice little shoulder rub and kisses. The guy you're just banging, he gets none of this. Do you understand? Until he earns your love and respect. 
That's the problem. A lot of women act like they're fucking, they're wifed up and they're not. You're not, until you're wifed up, don't act like a wife, man. Number one, don't do his goddamn laundry if you ain't wifed up. I don't, I still don't do my husband's laundry. I don't do it because I, I don't have the time. I don't do it and I'm not his mommy and it makes me feel like his mom so I don't fucking do it. Now, for me, that's my thing. For you, maybe it's something else. But until he, until you're committed, man, don't, don't wife, don't act like a wife until, until they've earned, until he's earned your respect and vice versa. Same thing goes for the guys. Don't, she ain't your wife, don't treat her like that until you guys have uh, trusted each other. When does that happen? Okay, um, I would say that happens when you're monogamous, when um, the two of you are talking about, you know, more serious issues, you know each other a bit well, a few months have passed by, maybe uh, there's a family dinner on the horizon, maybe you're going to meet his mother at Christmas, then now you're the girlfriend and, and you can do a little bit of wifey, but not full wife, not until you're the wife. There you go. All right. This is just for dating people. Number seven, don't download on the first fucking date. You don't need to tell your fucking life story to somebody until they've earned the right to hear it. Do you understand what I'm saying? A lot of women, they make the mistake. A lot of wounded birds, they go on these first dates and you feel like you have to download all your drama. No, save it for later. Get to know this person. Keep it aloof and mysterious like Jackie Onassis. Once you guys know you like each other, you're having fun together, there is some kind of connection then you share some of the, the dramas and the scale. But even then, man, you know, over time, that person will know. You don't have to download that shit straight away. It's so unattractive. God, who wants to hear that? Okay. Number eight, this one kills me with my female friends. And I say it to them so fucking much. And I, I just, it kills me. Men, I have to tell you something. From what I know, straight guys are pretty easy. In the, in the respect that they're straightforward. Guys, there are liars out there, by the way. Sociopaths, predators, <clears throat> douchebags, absolutely. The good ones, not even the good ones, the troubled ones have red flags. It is your job to identify red flags. Jesus Christ, does he keep his word? Does he call you when he say he will? Does he work? Does he have bad credit? Does he hate his mom? Oh, if he hates his mom, you better look out. You better look out because he's going to hate you the same way. Because guess what? You're mommy to him. Always. It's a psychology 101, guys. Does he lie? Is he a pot smoker? Does he smoke a ton of pot when you're dating? Because guess what? He's going to keep doing that shit unless he has some kind of life-altering revelation that makes him stop. He's going to be that guy later. So if he's a drinker, if he's a drinker, Gambler, all these things uh, is going to be super heavy into pornography. Guess what? That shit's going to continue. So either you decide if you're down with that early or you flag it and you move on and you, and you get out of it as soon as you can. Those are all flags. Those are all flags. Does he have enough sex with you? Is he affectionate with you? How is his relationship with his family? Sometimes that's not a biggie. But sometimes it is. If he's like, I fucking hate my mom, that stupid bitch. Like, well, you better run. You better run. You better get your life a run. Because <laughs> he's going to hate you eventually for the same reasons. He'll transfer that to you. Don't worry about it. 
but they show you. People show you who they are. It's your job to listen. It's your job. And as, you know, girls, we like to fantasize and we're romantic. And <clears throat> I mean, I've had a few dudes uh, that I that had the flags in my 20s and I should have just picked up those flags and thrown them the hell out. <laughs> they were nice guys, but they weren't bad people. Just trouble, trouble, trouble that I didn't, I shouldn't have fucking dealt with as long as I did. The good news is most dudes show you the flags. People show you who they are really quick. Let them show you, be open to the showing and then move on or not or stay despite the flag. Number 10. And most importantly, this is number one with, uh, I think love and relationships. Be willing to let the fish go. So many women are convinced or men that this is it. I'll never find um, another person again who I will love me the same way or that I have the similar interests with. This, this, is the only, this is the only person I'll ever have and I better hold on and I better put up with a bunch of shit because this is all I'm going to get. The willingness to walk in a bad situation is, uh, is huge. It's a self-respect thing. The willingness to let the fish go. There are millions of people on planet Earth, and now with the internet, you can meet them, connect with them. Be willing to let the turds go. That is such a major thing. That is such a major thing. Especially for abusive guys, that's how they operate. On your fear of leaving, on your fear of being without them. That's how abusers get in, boo-boos, and, and they keep you because they make you dependent on them. They isolate you from your friends, right? And then they, <clears throat> you feel like you can't leave. And it's hard. And this is why I do not advocate living together before you're married because it's harder to leave. It is harder when you live as though you are married and your stuff is mixed together and <sighs> it's hard to say, hey, man, there's other fish when you're enmeshed with a current fish. So there you go. These are mommies. That was your mother's um, 10 reasons, 10 10 ways to stop dating losers and find a keeper. I hope you enjoyed it. Please email me. um, I'm at thatsdeepbropodcast at gmail.com. Thatsdeepbropodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I hope that was helpful for you. These are things I've told my friends over the years, and I just believe them. Are they a thousand percent true? I don't fucking know. I just know that I've lived my life by them, and I'm one thing I'm really proud of is I I have a good relationship with somebody I respect and love, and um, and I I wish the same for you. And that's it. Kids screaming. That's my cue to go. Um, Have a great week. Thank you for listening. Come back again next week on That's Deep Bro. Email me your questions. That's Deep Bro Podcast at gmail.com. See me perform stand-up comedy live. I'm coming to a city near you. I'm usually at the comedy store Saturdays at the 7.30 show in the original room. Check, obviously, the website before you just show up because who knows? I might have plans. I might, I might be doing something big. I might be ordering takeout. Okay, guys. That's it. And uh, until next time, that's been D Bro. Now what? I don't know. Philosophize with.
This ain't your mom's house It's a different theme Gotta be critically thinking Like you caught up at a cocktail party Our thoughts start to sink in John Locke Or was it Socrates? Aristotle or Plato Maybe Hippocrates Got us talking all properly Topically Just a comedian Discussing these philosophies Serious questions Silly people What's that? That's deep, bro it is the ultimate metaphor for life. And you know what that is? What? That's deep, bro. That's deep, bro. That's deep, bro.